In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, manning up in the face of insecurities, The Playbook. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. It is I, Quincy Moran, in the Moran Family Studio with my wife, Jeannie. Hello. And we are going to do a playbook episode. Now, for those loving, loyal, fantastic listeners, you know that a playbook episode is extremely well thought out. It's very precise. It's a short episode. We have notes, we go by a plan, so that you get in, get out, and get what you need. And in this case, that's not what you're going to get. <laughs> because I didn't think we needed one, but Jeannie's got questions for me. So I don't know how this is going to go or where it's going to go, but I'm going to trust you <laughs> with the microphone. And I'm going to do, uh, do my part and not answer with what I think is the right answer, but what the answer is. So you have the floor. Go. Okay, so we started talking about you having your insecurities and, and things that you noticed. So the first thing, obviously, is you had to have some form of self-awareness in order for you to catch these things, right? Yeah. Okay. So when all of this started, how far back do you think this started? I honestly can't answer you there. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. So here were some things that when we were talking about it that came up in our conversation you've got circumstances that are dictating to you and their voices are louder than anything going on at the moment which is not like you because you're usually pretty centered on your prayer time or your podcast or your learning or your reading you're always doing something to feed yourself mm -hmm. i've noticed and I would say probably the last four or five weeks, something keeps getting in the way of that. Now, whether it be not being able to get up in time because we went to bed late or um, situations where now you have to get up earlier because you have to go pick up equipment and you're, you know, for me, those, these were things would be speed bumps because I have this planned out. This is how my routine goes. And no, it's not. Okay. Um, your drives, lots of phone calls lately, mm -hmm. lots and lots of phone calls. So you're not getting your full um, download of Ed Milet or Jocko or whoever you're listening to at the time. So your, what feeds you, mm -hmm. your portions were smaller. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So instead of getting your full plate of this is what you do to stay on top of keeping you going in the right path, your portions were getting smaller and smaller, so you weren't getting as much influence as you normally get. That's big for you. That's something that you you need for yourself because it helps feed you in the morning. I've noticed on the mornings that you get a full drive with very few interruptions and you hear a podcast, you'll call me, you'll text me, you'll, you'll let me know when you get to work. Oh my gosh, I listened to this this morning. I want to watch this with the kids. Or you'll tell me, um, this was posted this morning and I saw it and it was really impactful. It really meant something to my day. 
there is a difference in you because something hit and you're, you're looking for it. You're feeding for it. You haven't been getting that near as much. And I think it's just because of circumstances around you, you've had to focus on work or family. We've had a lot of dynamic changes around here. A lot of stuff going on around here. You've been trying to kind of take a little stress off of me. Um, so the first thing I, I would say in your playbook, are you still getting fed enough for what your focus is in the moment? Because if you're not, you've got some distractions in your way. Something is trying to keep you from getting what it is that you need right now. Does that make sense to you? Yep. I identified it. Didn't, t- <laughs> didn't take but a minute. Yeah. <laughs> he's, um, he's writing notes on the side. Okay. So I actually have, I have, um, fully identified the situation Mm -hmm. so thank you um when you're talking about i was still getting up at 4 30 in the morning but when i got released to exercise i said i was going to take three days a week instead of doing my normal routine which is get up at 4 30 brush my teeth wash my face hit my push-ups and then come to my chair and do my prayer and meditation time to prepare myself for the day, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take three days a week to go exercise first instead of handling my routine. So I, I interrupted what my routine that gave me the, the, the process for success. I interrupted that time, which mm-hmm. is time that I do need to focus and, and prepare and my my first thing when I sit down to pray is I go right through my gratitude mission, which is what I'm thankful for. Um, so three days a week, I didn't have that. And then just a few weeks after I started doing something different, we went on a vacation. And I didn't do that at all on mm-hmm. vacation. You changed it up and you spent time with your son instead. Yeah. Which I isn't can't. a bad thing. No, no, no. It's not but, bad. But... Now, and and hear this, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Wanting to exercise and wanting to spend time with your son are not bad things. However, you didn't put that time in for yourself anywhere else. You just replaced it. Well, I did say I would put it in somewhere else, but the drive is a time I don't have control over what happens because uh-huh. I get the phone calls. Yep. So now think of this. I changed about a week ago. It's probably right around this time, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, I told Tua, I said, look, I got to change my schedule. I have to go back to hitting my prayer, my focus, and meditation time at first thing in the morning. I've got to I've got to go back to that. And funny enough, it's right, right around all the time that I identified this because I said, I need this. We can do the exercise at the end of the day, but I need the I need this. Um, to get back in this routine because routine process equals success. Routine and process equals success. So I'm glad you brought that up because I had identified that as an issue. Why are you dancing? Go ahead. Keep going. I had identified it as an issue and changed it. Mm-hmm. Put it back to what was successful for me. And um, just knowing now, yeah, I did change my routine, and it had an effect 
on me. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Um, the other thing was your internal dialogue. Yeah. Okay. As soon as you recognized not good enough, it red flagged you. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what did you do with it? Did you sit on it for a few days? Did you talk to somebody about it? Because you didn't bring it to me until you got to the point of, okay, so this is what I've been dealing with. This is what I've been going through. And you'd already been going through it for several days before you brought your aha to me. So when you first got that initial, crap, I'm looking at this through the wrong filter, what did you do? Well, I had a, <clears throat> I had a moment of celebration there because I was able to put my finger on what it was. And I knew I was going to bring it to you and talk to you about it. But I also knew that we couldn't do it during home time. And we had already decided at that point we were going to go on a date mm -hmm. and get away from the house. So, But you didn't keep it to yourself. Huh? You did not keep it to yourself. Because before you came to me, and I'm not picking on you. Don't take it that way. I'm not saying anything about you not coming to me first. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. But you did have two other people that you confide in that you discussed things and went, I'm dealing with something and had a conversation. True. Well, the, just one other person, but that was strictly about the work side. That <laughs> wasn't about the insecurity and not good enough. I didn't talk to anybody about that. Just me and God. And then I brought it to you when we were out at the date. Cause I wanted to tell you where I was with it. Um, what I'm saying though, is that you still not necessarily you brought the insecurity out, but you still brought up to someone else this is what's going on around me. So whether you meant to or not, you did expose the insecurity. Okay. And knowing the person that you confided in, I'm sure he picked up on that, but he just didn't label it. Okay. Because he's very good at um, discreetly bringing you around to realize something on without actually. Which person do you think that you. was? No. <clears throat> it was it was MJ. It wasn't SS. It was MJ. And he actually he actually brought it out before I had a chance to explain to him what it was. I had just talked to him for a moment and said a few words. And he had himself been sitting in some time of prayer, and it was like, here you go. Gotcha. This is for you, this moment. Gotcha. So, um... I don't want to like dive into the religious aspect. No, no, no. Of this, I understand. I understand what you're saying, but it does kind of confirm where you were at and what you needed in the moment. Yeah. Um, the other thing that when you and I had the conversation, you had already been kind of going through this for a couple of days. So you were kind of processing it yourself, which is fine. Um, what I will tell you is it's noticeable for your spouse. You do it to me all the time. So I know it's the same. Um, when you're processing something, I knew. Mm hmm. I could tell you're, you're not, you're not snippy, but there is a distance there. And so when we were sitting down the other night and you mentioned, um, right before I think you got the aha, you said, I don't know what this is, but there seems to be a distance between us. There's something is just off. Yeah. When we got back from vacation, you're like, I don't know why. Cause we had already talked about it. I had already apologized. We had already, I, I thought we were past it. You were not. No, I was not past it. And so that's kind of what I would put into the playbook is if that distance is there, if you're noticing, it's not necessarily that we were fighting or that we were like 
snicking at each other or anything like that. It was just something's off. We were still having, I mean, we were still intimate. We were still having our date night. We were still doing our normal routine, but it just, I don't know. The conversations weren't as deep as they normally are. Things were just kind of, we were just hanging out, which there's nothing wrong with hanging out, but that's not how we do things usually, especially after being gone on a vacation and seeing all the things that we see with the kids. We're usually pretty in-depth for several days on, did you notice this? Did you notice that? This person was really coming out about that. You know, the conversations and things change when we're on vacation because the kids tend to come to us a little bit differently. Well, I misappropriated the distance because I didn't realize that I was the one that was creating the distance. That's my point. Yeah. You're, you were, when, when you guys are going through something like this, anybody, myself included, when we're going through something um, and, and you tend to call me out on it more so than I notice because I will withdraw. You don't withdraw. You just put on the brakes. I will actually retreat and go into myself and kind of like, y'all need to just get away from me because I need to figure this out. You don't let me stay there very long. Um, For you, you don't really retreat. You just don't go forward. Mm -hmm. You just stop. And that's where I notice, okay, something's off. I didn't question because I already knew you were kind of struggling with some things and I didn't know if it's work or if it's home or what. And I've learned I try not to fester on it because then my brain goes into, oh, God, what did oh, I yeah. do? Yeah, what, we'll you know, a deep hole. Yep. And so I just kind of took the brakes off and said, okay, I assumed it was work. And I figured I've learned in the past, once you once things happen at work, eventually you will come to me and say, okay, I've been crap this week. This is what's been going on. I need you to know. Or you'll tell me ahead of time, I'm dealing with this. This is going to be a long week. I've got X, Y, and Z happening. Just know ahead of time, this has nothing to do with you. If I pull away, this is what's happening. There was none of that this time. But I knew, based on some of the conversations and the fact that you weren't texting me during the day, we weren't having our usual back and forth like we do as much. You weren't able to get your breaks to call me. So that routine was switched too. So you you weren't getting fed in so many different directions. But if you're going through something and you notice, okay, my routine's changed, I'm not getting fed as much, or you're, something's off, and then you notice there's distance between you and your spouse, dude, reality check time. Yeah. What's causing the distance? Because it's real easy to go, well, I'm feeling, because at first when he talked about it, he's like, I'm feeling this between us, and I don't know if you're upset at me. If, you know, maybe I did something to piss you off, if you're withdrawing from me, like automatically his thought process went to, I'm going through something. And so I'm creating that distance. And he was looking for what did, what, how do we fix this? Because you thought it was me. Yeah. Cause you, I, in my, in my mind, you were choosing other things. Uh-huh. So it's like, okay, well, what is this? What is this? What is this? But, um, in looking at it here, I, I did make the mistake of, I, I was the one creating some distance because I didn't know exactly what I was dealing with until I did. That That's why I'm bringing this up. If if you guys are going through something and you notice that there's a distance between your you and your wife, it doesn't matter if it's a work situation, doesn't matter if it's a home situation. If you notice that distance there, you need to stop and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And figure out because when you started asking me if it was me, no, I don't, 
I'm not mad at you. I don't have any issues here. I'm good. I mm-hmm. thought we talked this out. As soon as you recognized and accepted that it wasn't me, then you started going deep dive. Okay, what's going on here? And you took a couple of days on your own to internalize and see what's going on. But you didn't leave me hanging where I'm going to start spinning now thinking this is on me. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a big deal, guys, because if she goes off onto that rail and you haven't talked to her, now you're going to have another mess to clean up because she's probably in her head trying to figure out what the hell. You don't want that. But by addressing it with me and me putting out, it's not me. I'm, I'm not frustrated with you. I'm not angry with you. I'm not hurt by anything. I'm just kind of letting you work through this. Mm-hmm then that let you know it's time to go deep diving and figure out what's going on because I'm not, I'm feeling the effects, but I'm not upset by it. Yeah. You know? And we, and we have no idea what the dynamics of your relationship is. We just know the dynamic of ours. So that's why we're throwing it out there because we kind of have a, we have things structured in such a way where we make sure that we are, we're checking in. We have buzzwords. We have language that we use. And that's, you know, why I started throwing out that, you know, I'm something's off, I'm feeling distanced, just like you said, but not realizing that it was me distancing myself because I didn't understand what was going on. Now, I took it as you were choosing because you made some decisions, but I didn't understand for me that looking at those decisions, I was looking through the lens of not good enough and feeling insecure because of what was going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Also that I had changed my routine and it was having an effect on me. Mm-hmm. But and, had you not talked to me about it and you had just set on it, imagine how much more that would have been on you mm-hmm. because that distance would have gotten bigger. Yeah. That, that would have changed something between us eventually there would have been a breakdown somewhere and either we would have had a head-to-head conversation or we would have had a breakdown in the bedroom those are usually the two things that happen with quincy and i when things get to a head those are the two things that come up it's like okay we're not having sex something's wrong why are we not having sex and what's what's pissed you off or it's there's a distance there and neither one of us wants to approach it we kind of get that. I know it's there. I know something's off. I'm going to try and figure out what it is before we have the conversation. <laughs> or there's been times where we know what it is. And we just don't want to talk we about it. We just don't want to talk about it. And I know we've been there before because it's been me that doesn't want to share it. And that was another moment of insecurity. Mm-hmm. But not only did we share it, but it actually made our relationship stronger at that point. So... You, a very wise woman. We did need a playbook episode. The last thing. There's um, more. There is. And I'm not tooting the horn. Oh my gosh, I have a kiki in my head. Uh Autism is alive and well in this household this week and there's all over the place. But when you finally got to the point of, I recognize it. This is what's going on. We've had a conversation at dinner. The, The next two days, you still had a couple of things going on at work that just reiterated okay this is what i'm up against Mm -hmm. when we had the last conversation i believe it was friday on your way home after you talked to ss and you and i were talking and i'm not saying this to my own horn but i'm saying this because your spouse might be the one that has that last little piece that clicks everything into place for quincy 
Um, one of his biggest things used to be words of affirmation. He needed me to rebuild him, remind him, and let him know how important and appreciated you were for me. Yeah. Okay. That's not your number one anymore, but it's still on the list. Yeah. So when this came up and you started telling me what was going on and what you had realized, what shifts in me, and it's an automatic shift now, and I can honestly tell you most of the time it's not even me, but um, just because of our belief system and, and how well we are connected, I know that I know when it's not just me and that it's more... A connection that we have. Yeah, it becomes a spiritual connection so, there. I got you. I, I knew, and it just kind of came up where I was able to give you what you needed to remind you of the tornado and your feet not being planted and your armor having a crack in it. Because I swear, out of everything Quincy and I go to, if he and I are not on point, yep. if we are not locked in together and firm in each other, Anything that comes up against us will rock the hell out of us mm-hmm. just because I'm not grounded in you. Mm-hmm. I'm not solidified in you. And that, that chink was when it first came up that you weren't good enough for me. Why was I choosing something over you? It was just enough to lift your foot off the ground. And now when these winds come up and all these things are being shot at you, your armor's cracking because you thought we weren't on good ground. And telling me that and letting me know so now I have an idea of where you're at and knowing that you're struggling with not good enough builds in me okay this is my place Mm -hmm. because I know the greatness in you I see it every single day if anybody else doesn't recognize it screw them I know it I've known it for 21 years we've been fighting against it for 21 years together I know that I know that I know okay no matter what your job is no matter who your friends are, no matter what the podcast does, no matter where our kids go, you and me, this is solid. Mm-hmm. You got every bit of me, period. You and my whole life. We know this. But having that solidified, just put your foot back down. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of grounds it back into the concrete. So now when everything else is going on around you, it's like, okay. It sucks. I'm getting kicked in the balls. But you can go home and your wife will take care of it. Yeah, but it's it's trusting your spouse enough to know that they know what you need and that they can put the spackle back in the armor and fix it, shine it back up and put you back together. Because if you know that that's not solid, even if it is solid and you think it's not, dude, it will screw you every time. Because as soon as you thought I wasn't choosing you and you weren't good enough for me, that blew everything out. Mm hmm. So then it becomes, you're not going to be good enough for anybody because you're not good enough for me. That's yeah. never the case here. And the and, and the way that, and thank you for saying that. I know you mean it because you're getting emotional <laughs> and you don't like getting emotional. So, <clears throat> um, But the way that I described it or the way I opened up the conversation to you was I had my own genie-like moment where you had, you... When we talked about, you know, the bikini situation, mm-hmm. you know, I realized that this this was a moment for me. It was a defining moment for me. And um, I'm very thankful for the moment. Obviously, I'm very thankful for you two and for what we've built together. Because had we not 
gone through and been so intentional about how we cultivate our relationship, this could have grew into something even, even much bigger. Yeah. Much bigger. But it didn't. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, so I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for how honest you are and for the way that you love me because it matters. It matters to me. And we did decide my whole life, you and no other. That's actually what pulled your head out of it. It did. <laughs> it helped me there. It it helped solidify me there. And then you coming back around, you know, just reaffirmed that. But there's a lot to learn from this experience. And I didn't even recognize it until you brought it up. And I had gone back to fix my routine because it's like, I need this. I need the physical, I need to work out, I need to do that. Um, But I had gone back to fix my routine, but I didn't even associate that until you brought it up. And And it's like, oh, yeah. Well, what's feeding you? That's that's what it boils down to. What's feeding you? Is it the negative crap that's going on around you and the situations that are screaming in your face? I mean, put it into a simple perspective for you and me. When autism is screaming, Ugh. it's like this week yeah. has been hell. Autism is alive, well, and an asshole in this house this week. There's just no way around it. Yeah. But as soon as we recognized this situation in you, what did our son do? Oh, that was the, it was just a personal attack and he doesn't mean it. He, I don't honestly believe that he means some of the things that come out. I think he's just so frustrated. He can't filter it and he picks up whatever's going on around him and he throws it. There's just because yeah, we, I, I it, don't know. He might, he, he probably does mean it, but that's based on his perception of what he believes to be true. And that's well, I, and you have to remember he's coming from the perspective of when he was five. I know everything. I, everything for him is from the perspective of when he was five. That's the filter he lives his life through. Let, let's but not I'm, let's I'm not, not dive into that what yet. I'm, what I'm um, saying is knowing how loud that speaks to us. Knowing that gives you the perspective to say, okay, hold on, take a step back. Mm-hmm. It's the situation. It's the disability. It's it's the chaos going on in that person, not you. And then you're able to address it from the perspective of, let me help you calm this down. Rather than everything else screaming at you and spinning you on your rock, it's take a step back, ground your feet back down, get your routine in order. For you, it's your mental state has to be fed first your spiritual and your mental have to come first the physical we could deal with later but the the mental and the spiritual for you i gotta have this before i can do anything else yeah so it's looking at what's feeding you Mm -hmm. is autism feeding you because it's screaming the loudest is work feeding you because there's so much chaos and uncertainty in the moment is it you know the teenage bs that we're dealing with on a daily feeding us because we're trying hard to determine protect mode and you know allow you to experience where, where's that line drawn what is it that's coming at you that's talking the loudest in this situation whatever that thing is that's what's feeding you and if it's a negative i guarantee you you're putting out negative because that's what you're eating 
That's what you're putting into yourself, your body, your spirit, your mind. That's what you're taking in. Now that you've recognized it, you've pushed all that away. You've changed your routine back to what you need it to be. Now you're feeding back into Ed Milet, Jocko, your books. You bought new books that I saw you put on the shelf the other day. You've got podcasts that you're looking into. Your conversations have changed because now you're telling people around you, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I just went through. Why? Because the more you talk about it, the more you show the awareness of it, the more you make the change because it's right there in front of you. Yeah, it's, a, it's, all, the, it's all my process mm-hmm. and it's, it's active. It's your, you, that's just it. Your routine and your process got shifted mm-hmm. now that it's back. So that, that's why I said we needed the playbook episode because you're right. you're 100% you, right. you need to look at where you're at and what you're going through. And if you're struggling through something, A, identify I'm struggling with something. Okay. Deep dive for it. Why are you struggling with this? Is this a filter that you normally have dealt with? Is this an old mindset? Is this a new mindset? Is this something that somebody said to you and you let it take root and it didn't have a place to grow? It's not supposed to be there. Get it out of your freaking garden. Two, have you talked to your spouse about it? Even if all you do is give a heads up. Look, I don't know what's going on. Quincy came to me and said, I'm feeling some distance. Just to identify to me. Now, whether he did it for himself because he was looking for why and he thought it was me or whether he did it just to throw a warning out for me. I don't know. In the moment, I have no idea. But I can tell you, whichever way it goes, if your spouse gets a heads up, we start looking at things a lot differently. Because I know you're not coming at me with something. I know it's not my fault. You clearly said you're feeling something's off. So now I'm going to start looking at it spiritually too. What's mm-hmm. happening here? Yeah. That's just how you and I function. I just put, I, yeah, and you're right. I put it out there because it was a concern. I, di- I didn't exactly identify where it was from. I had my assumptions. But yeah, I, I put it out there because I want it to be known that I'm feeling something off. But it also gives me a heads up because I have permission. Mm-hmm. That if you come home and your your attitude sucks ass and I know mm-hmm. that you've already warned me that I'm feeling some distance, something's off, I don't know what it is, I can call you on that now because you've red flagged me to say, hey, something's go- something's off. Okay, cool. So when your attitude sucks, I can come up and go, whoa, is this the distance thing? Is this a work thing? Why, why are you feeling this? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Quincy's the most hated question in the world. Um, I don't hate that question anymore. <laughs> but it gives me permission <clears throat> by yeah. you admitting something's off. You've just granted me permission to start questioning so that I can help you identify without coming to heads about it. Mm-hmm. And then turning around and you went to people you trust. Whether MJ came to you or you went to him or SS came to you or you went to him and then coming to me, you went where you needed to go to figure it out and mm-hmm. to pinpoint you didn't just stop and just let it keep going. You right. you went somewhere you trusted. So identify it, check your routine, see what's feeding you, talk to your spouse, give them a heads up. I don't know what it is, but something's definitely off right now. Yeah. If you see it, will you call me out on it? Will you help me with it? And then if if you're still struggling, go where you trust. Let somebody else who you give permission to speak into your life know what's going on and let them give you a perspective. Sometimes you might just need somebody who's outside the picture to go, dude, you colored blue outside the line. Go back and fix it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, Very it's true. You have to know 
what works for you and who you trust. Mm -hmm. But if you're not identifying these things and going through that playbook, you're setting yourself up to let this thing take you out. And that's not who you are. Right. That's a good word. That's a good word. You're, you're <laughs> excited. You're doing the dolphin. You're excited. Okay. Well, um, kudos to you, Jeannie Moran. You were correct. We needed a playbook episode. Not only did we have a playbook episode, but in the history of this program, it is the longest playbook episode we've ever done. But man. Oh, crap. I'm going to get the monologue or talk. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. You were... Uh, you were giving me that speech about being a monologue, which I am. I mean, there's no doubt that I am. Busted. Anyway, um, this has been a very, very meaningful and necessary playbook episode. And uh, without you, it would not have been possible because I was looking to close the chapter, but it clearly wasn't done. And you're still making notes, so clearly you found some new stuff. I did make notes. Yay! Oh, man. I can't wait to... Uh, I can't wait to tell you what else I learned through this. You already know, honey. Don't get the surprise of what the hell is coming next <laughs> on your face. You, yeah. you, you and Rita have the ability to make me go, oh, crap. <laughs> what is this? Anyway, um, I love uh, I love this, this uh, set of episodes because it's only going to make me better as a man, but it's also going to improve our relationship. So this has been the playbook episode of Manning Up in the Face of Insecurities. I am Quincy Moran, and she is Jeannie Moran, and this is Man versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself. It's possible. This is Man vs. Mary, the podcast.